You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hey, hey there, everyone. I'm Ken Goldberg, and welcome back to Leveling the Playing Field, where we debug myths, fallacies, and misunderstandings about the markets, investing, and risk. Hey, what if there was a way to know not just where stocks and bonds and used car and housing prices were going to go, but actually, who was going to win an upcoming election? Well, there is. Stay tuned, and we're going to show you exactly how. For a long time now, we've been trying to illustrate and demonstrate how mood, the sentiment of the crowd, the herd's general and combined feeling about things is what drives price and not just price as we'll see in a minute. But for now, we're going to start off with price by looking at that first chart and we will see that This is described as the stages of mania. So why do we want to know about that? It turns out that the crowd, us, all of us together, we move in a pendulum-like travel. And we do that from one extreme of a pendulum, call it mania, to the other extreme of a pendulum, call it depression. And this describes this chart on the left how that sentiment can be actually named and followed and tracked. And the most important thing to track is that after things start to roll and a majority of us get on board, then the pricing scheme of anything, houses, stocks, Bitcoin, gold, it doesn't matter, starts to go straight up. And that's what we're seeing here on the left side of the screen. And at the top, when value no longer makes any sense, then we begin to change the definition of what's going on. And that's what is meant up here at the top called the new paradigm. That's after we move through greed and delusion, we reach this condition called the new paradigm. And what that entails is us convincing ourselves that history and prior value and prior extremes don't matter anymore. We tell ourselves that it's different this time. The the four most dangerous words in investing are, it's different this time, because that's our rationalization convincing us that lunacy doesn't matter anymore. And I'm sure you all know, because you've all gone through it, or you've heard stories about your parents or your grandparents going through it, but That's what happens. So once we reach this condition where we start to talk about new paradigm and how that doesn't matter anymore and the Fed's got our back and they'll never let, you know, the markets crash and it's too big to fail and any of those big stories warn or should warn that something is about to change. And once that changes, then most of us are unaware of that happening. Just like at the far left corner of the chart when most of us are not in the market, 
it takes that huge upswing, that near vertical price movement that draws the public, most of us, into the market. And then we reach through enthusiasm, greed, delusion, and then final paradigm, which we get trapped in because once we're in this final paradigm, we don't understand how things are changing. We don't understand how we got here. And so we couldn't possibly understand how it's changing. And that's when we get this first big drop, that first smashing bear market. And that's what we had in 2022. Remember, housing, Bitcoin, stocks, bonds, everything peaked in early 2022, late 2021 to early 2022. That's If you look at the chart, that's what you'll see up there at the new paradigm illustration. And then we have this first rocket ship down, this smashing decline. And that's what 2022 was. And since about October of 2022, we've been in this first bounce, just like the chart shows, this return to normal, this belief that, wow, that was ugly, but it's over. And now we have to kind of get back on schedule and love stocks again, because eventually, you know, the Fed is going to stop raising interest rates. And when they stop that, then of course, it'll be good and markets will go up and whatever we tell ourselves, whatever the story is, it really doesn't matter. So the condition that we're now in is this period of returning to normal when we're not afraid of anything anymore, because the worst happened back in October And now it's several months past that. But look what happens after the return to normal period. A new rollover occurs, just like occurred at the new paradigm top. And look at the size difference, right? The second decline is always worse because we've already had that first bounce. And so now as we roll back over and as price moves down that waterfall to the right, we pass through fear once that October, in this case, the October of 22 low, once prices move below that level, we go from it's okay, things are back to normal, we're still in denial, to fear like, whoa, that wasn't supposed to happen. And then we start to worry and sweat and we start to do this math that we've talked about in the past, this linear thinking math where if we lost 40% in 2022 and we have another one of those years, then that will take us down 80% of our all-time high in net worth or family wealth. And if we go one more year past that and we do it again, then all of our wealth will be gone. And so that's the linear thinking, which is where the fear comes into along this, this waterfall down the right side of this chart after the mania breaks. And this continues to worsen until we reach this area called capitulation. Capitulation is the area where we don't care about the story anymore. We don't want to even do the math. We just want out because we cannot take the pain. We cannot take our imagination dreaming about how bad things can get. Because what if it gets as bad as we're thinking? And so we capitulate. We throw in the towel. We throw the baby out with the bathwater. We sell everything. It doesn't matter what we paid for a stock or a house or whatever. At this point, it's got to go because we're now we're, we're worried about survival. And then eventually, we get down to that lower low where we've moved through fear, through capitulation. We've sold everything. 
and now we're in despair. We we have no idea what's going on. We were completely clear at the top. We understood. We thought we understood how the game was played. We were wrong, and now we're in this despair mentality. And that's really how we get into um, economically deep recessions, or as we saw in the 1930s, depression, because despair was the mood of the country. It was the collective mood. And when mood gets dark, things go bad. So let's move over to the right side of the chart. And what I did was found this chart, which had both the NASDAQ on the right and this mania chart on the left. And you can see how things things go. Look at the NASDAQ, how clearly from 2000, right, the, the market peaked in 1999 to 2000, it fell into 2002, it rose up into 2007, it crashed again into 2008 and nine. you can see it right there. And from the 2009 low, the NASDAQ went straight up. It went from 1,000 to 16,000. But look what happened. The new paradigm thoughts came in. And we've now begun the rollover. We've had this first drop. And right now we're in this return to normal in actual NASDAQ price performance. And then what I've done is I've extended the waterfall. If the waterfall in the NASDAQ mimics the waterfall in historical swinging, then that green dashed line to the right of the NASDAQ chart is what we have to look forward to in the next year to two years. So what does that actually mean? Well, that first bounce area where there's that little yellow oval, that's where we are now. So if we get below that little price low, that's the October low. If we break that, then we investors will move into fear because that low we thought was over and we didn't think anything was going to happen to break that low. We thought we'd live through the worst scenario. And if prices go back below that October of 2022 low, we won't know what's going on. And we will enter this condition of fear where we start to do the math and we start to project how bad 2022 was. And if we have another bad year like that, what that will mean to our wealth and our ability to spend and vacation and buy and consume. And if price continues to fall, like historically it does, then we'll move into eventually capitulation. And that's kind of what we've been talking about for a year now. And if you've been listening to us since the middle of 2022, when we began our podcast, then we've been projecting late 2023 Till the middle of 2024 as the place where the final lows will arrive. And, and why do we think that? Well, because look, we still have to get all the way down that right side of the waterfall. Just like on the left side of the chart, we have to get on the right side of the chart an actual NASDAQ or Dow or S&P or whatever you trade or net worth. We have to get back down to that despair level, right? Because once we've reached mania, the new paradigm thinking, we're at an extreme that's unsustainable. And in order to equalize and offset that, we have to go back down below that nice, gentle, purple sloping line, which is now on both sides of this chart. And we need to get into despair where we're terrified. And when we finally get there, 
that's going to be when the markets stop falling. It won't be pretty because everybody will have lost a lot of money. And the only way to avoid that is to get out of the market before fear, capitulation, and despair. And I, I say that you know with a little bit of a giggle, but most people don't want to do that, right? Because we're, we're always thinking, well, what if I get out and it turns back up immediately and then I've lost money? Well, that's actually not true. The only thing you've lost by getting out is the opportunity if the market goes back up, which you can always re-enter. If you get out, another thing that you've lost is you've lost the opportunity to lose more money. So you never really lose by exiting. That's something that we produce in our mind about how much we lost because it went up without us. Well, we can get in and out any day. But if we're approaching the potential for fear and capitulation and despair to enter, we have to know that we're not going to be able to make logical, calm, and rash decisions based upon the waterfall side of the path. That path on the right, once you've reached the peak and you're headed down, that's not a place where most people are trained in decision-making. And if you're not, then you may want to avoid it. Because what will happen is we who are not trained, those of us who don't have experience in bear markets, and this is my fourth bear market in four decades, we're going to make bad decisions and we're going to basically sell out at the bottom. And then we'll be so confused and afraid that we will not know how to get back in. And that's really where the uh, damage is done. Because if you stay in, of course, you just have to be able to survive. If you get out and you miss the bottom and the market takes off without you, now you've missed the opportunity to recoup your losses. And if you don't have any losses, you miss the opportunity of one of the best times in the cycle to invest. The best time in the cycle to invest is when nobody else wants to invest, when the pain is so great for everybody that nobody even wants to hear about investing. That's typically when the best time to invest is. And this is not something we're making up. This is the historical pattern of how the crowd, how all of us react when emotion and money come together. Now let's take it to a step further. Let's move to the second chart. The second chart is absolutely fascinating. And the reason is, is because the same type of emotion that is visible and predictable in pricing is also visible and predictable in how we think and act. This is a chart of President Biden's popularity from the moment he was inaugurated. As you can see, he was inaugurated and his popularity was about 56 or 58%, the high 50s across the country. Well, that makes sense because half the people didn't vote for him and half the people did. So the half the people that voted for him are going to say, yeah, he's popular, we like him. And the half that didn't vote for him are going to be why his popularity is only in the high 50s. Now, let's see what happens. Through time and through our collective sentiment, here's the graph of his popularity. The same people are asked over and over again as time goes by, 
how are you feeling about President Biden's job? How's he doing? And as you can see from his inauguration until the summer of 2022, his popularity fell from the high 50s all the way down to the mid 30s. So let's say from the mid 50s to the mid 30s. Well, that's a huge slide. That's Look, these are the people that voted for him. The people that didn't vote for him, they weren't approving his job results previously. The people that were were voting for him, did vote for him, and were in favor of his taking the presidency, they're now not in favor anymore. This is a basically a barometer of how Biden fans think he's doing. What's interesting is that this is exactly what happened before uh, President Trump was elected. This same type of graphic had taken its toll, which is why Hillary Clinton did not win. And in fact, we used this exact survey to predict when nobody would even consider the fact that it could happen, that then candidate Trump would win the presidency. And in fact, he did win the presidency. And he won it because the approval of the last people in office, the Democrats, the approval of the Democrats had fallen so low that the crowd was looking for anything other than what was still in office. So here's the deal. Look where we are. We've just seen Biden's approval fall from the mid-50s to the mid-30s. Okay, that's about a 40% decline. But since summer of 2022, look at that big rally. All of a sudden, the Biden haters don't hate him as much. The previous voters loved him and watched, for some reason, his popularity decline. Maybe they weren't happy with his with his results or what have you. Now, for some reason, since middle of 2022, they're happier. And look at this big bounce. So what we did was we showed the typical maximum bounce level. And you can see that on the 47% line. So his popularity has fallen from the mid-50s to the mid-30s. And the mid to high 40s is about as good as it's going to get. And that's what that little box labeled C is. And we don't know if it's going to get to the bottom of the box labeled C or the top of the box labeled C or just above the dashed line. We don't know. But here's the timing. Somewhere around the mid to, yeah, probably somewhere around the middle of 2023, wherever that popularity is going to rise to is going to be over. And around the middle of 2023, his popularity is going to turn back down and slide again. And it's likely going to slide below the summer of 2022's lows. And as you can see, we've put in a forecast to where his popularity should reach. It should reach something in the 20% area before the 2024 election. So what does that mean? Well, that all that all but guarantees Biden won't be reelected. No chance. In fact, it probably guarantees that the vice president will not become the 
ticket leader for the Democrats. It won't really matter because based upon this research, this is telling us that there's almost no chance the Democrats will win in 2024. That doesn't necessarily mean the Republicans will win. It just tells us that the Democratic Party that is aligned with the current Democratic Party, so any any new Democratic candidates that come into our focus between now and elections that have more in common with Biden's camp have almost no chance of winning because the sentiment is going to be so negative that just like before Trump won, the party in power not only didn't want to reelect the president, if they could have, which they couldn't, but they didn't want to reelect, they didn't want to elect Hillary Clinton because of how closely she was aligned with the current Democratic Party, which had horrible sentiment. And because of that, Trump won. Trump won with no political expertise, experience. You could go on and on and on, and it was just absolutely dumbfounding that he actually became president. Well, so imagine what's going to happen in 2024. Of course, he could run again. Trump could run again. He's talked about it. And there's a whole bunch of Republicans that are talking about it. And we haven't, we're not close enough to know exactly how that whole election will sort out. But based upon what we're seeing here, and based upon what we know about how the crowd moves up in this mania and then moves down to the other end of the extreme depression, by the time we get to election season 2024, most of 2024 is lining up to be pretty depressed, pretty unpopular for those sitting in office. And because of that, we can make a pretty good bet that the winners of the 2024 election will not be Democrats that look anything like the current Democratic Party. So this is an interesting lesson of how we can use crowd sentiment and historical pattern recognition of how we move in a herd and forecast not just price movement, not just extremes in housing and gold and stocks and Bitcoin, but also in trends, in pop culture, in almost anything that we can think of, if it's data is trackable, then we can find a historic analog and we can see what happened after that analog. So this is some of the things that we like to point out when we try to inform people that the current paradigm, the current thinking, just because you hear about it on CNBC, financial media, CNN, Fox News, no matter where you hear about it, it's the public opinion. They report what we want to hear. They don't report what we don't want to hear, which is why certain people listen to and watch Fox News and other people listen to and watch network news or CNN. So you're hearing what you want to hear, not necessarily objective data or news, You're tuning into the channel that tells you what you want to hear, which is why we surround ourselves with people with similar 
ideas because we like to hear how right we are when we are out there on our own. We don't really actually like to be unique. We like to be fortified and supported by those around us. So we seek that. And because we seek that, we can track that. And because we can track that, we can see when our thinking has become so extreme, there's no room left for it to continue. Just like we saw in the first chart, both on the left side and on the right side with the NASDAQ. And we're also seeing here in the popularity data for President Biden. So keep this in mind. We're going to definitely talk about this a lot, of, of course, between now and election of 2024. And we're going to apply this to as many different things we can so that we all become more aware of what's going on around us rather than having to be controlled by what's around us. We can then control how we act because of what we're hearing, seeing, and thinking. So I want to thank everyone for joining us on this kind of unusual episode today. There's thousands, actually, tens of thousands of podcasts that you can listen to, and we really appreciate you listening to ours. Please pass it along to those that find this type of information, especially if you know people who have lost and are currently losing money in the stock market, if they've got corporate vested options or not vested options that are becoming vested where they have to start making decisions of holding, buying, or selling, or what have you, rolling over pays into retirement plans as they consider retirement. Anything related to finances has relevance to the mood of the crowd, the collective unconscious, and how we work together to sometimes our collective detriment. So please pass this along and know that week after week, we got you. Peace. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.